Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. My co-host is Steve Walsh. Hello. Our guest this week is Ed Gray, who I spoke to at the Octo Tower Wharf. Ed's got a new book out, Rock of Eye, on the 9th of October. And from the 10th of October until the 26th, he's got a new exhibition at the GX Gallery at Campbell Green, which we wholeheartedly encourage you to come along to, see his paintings up close. You can visit edgrayart.com uh, if you're unfamiliar with his work. On Saturday the 11th, 18th and 25th of October at 11 o'clock in the morning each day, Ed Gray's doing a talk at the GX, taking you around the paintings and illuminating, giving context to the pieces, talking about his process. Uh, he, did, he did them at the OXO and it was fantastic, really, really added to the work. So I highly recommend that. You'll need to email info at gxgallery.com to book your place, but it is free. Full details at gxgallery.com. We're in the OXO Tower Wolf. Um, the show is London Essence. It'll be over by the time people hear the podcast. So what will be at the GX Gallery show? Well, uh, it'll be the same work that's in the uh, London Essence Adoration show here, here at the OXO Gallery. Um, maybe with a couple more pieces that I'm going to borrow back from... Um, previous exhibitions, uh, probably the, the painting of uh, Jules the Taylor on, on the Walworth Road, which is called Rock of Eye. Um, so uh, there'll be that. Um, and uh, I mean, at the book launch, we'll have um, a reading from, from the new book, Rock of Eye, as well. Um, uh, so it's, it'll just be a, a chance for people to kind of see that London Essence show and uh, some of the work that also features in the Rock of Eye book as well. Um, from my own collection of, of, I've got a couple of paintings at home as well, so I might try and put them into. Um, so yeah, it should be a good event. Um, have you, how long have you been involved with the GX Gallery? They they represent you. They do, yeah. GX Gallery. I've uh, been with them for ten years. Uh, Two thousand and three, I started with them. So yeah, eleven coming up for eleven years now. Um, and usually I had a show every year with them. Um, the last sort of the last last year was the first year that I didn't have a have a show. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and what we're trying to do now is, is since about 2010, as well as my annual show at GX Gallery, we've kind of done satellite shows like this one at the Oxford Gallery. So we've taken the work out um, to engage with more people, really. Um, so we had a show 2012 on the Dixie Queen down by Tower Bridge. We had a show at the top of the Gherkin. Um, and uh, we had a show in 2010 in the Mayor's Building as well. Um, so all of that, all of that, uh, all of those shows really, you know, a lot about kind of getting me to connect with the people that I'm painting about, the people of London. What role does the city play in your work? Well, I mean, initially, Jack, I started painting about the things that I knew, um, so the places that were on my doorstep, really. So when I was living in Brixton, I was painting about Brixton. When I was living in Walworth, I was painting about Walworth. Um, you know, now we've moved closer to the river in Bermondsey and now Rotherhithe. So, you know, each place that I go to, I'm seeing these characters, the same people every day. And, you know, so the, my life becomes reflected in, in my work, really. Um, you know, for me, the, the work, I hope, is a celebration of the people that I see, um, the people of, of the city. You know, that's what I'm trying to do. I think initially I, I, I was quite surprised that you don't see many paintings of... of the characters of London, really, um, and my work was trying to 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 uh, 
you know, to depict those people really as I saw them, as a, the real life that was happening in front of me. It, it was very rare for me to leave wherever I was living and not come back, you know, within a few hours with an idea for a new painting. Um, because there's so much that's inspiring here in the city. There's so many different people who come to London from all over the world who've come for, for so many generations, who've settled here, made it their home. Uh, you know, it's such a mixture of people who are born here and those people who come here. And, you know, it's just a, a constant inspiration, really, for, for me. Will you have at the GX the recreation of your uh, yeah, studio space? Yeah, we're going to put that in. I mean, that, that was a new thing. I'd not really done that before. It kind of occurred to me sort of late, late one night while I was lying in bed uh, because I was trying to finish that particular painting for this show. Uh, it's called The Adoration on, on, the, on the Dogs. Um, it's another one of these adoration series that, that are based on paintings of the Renaissance. Um, and, uh, and I hadn't, I'd actually just painted over the, the version that I was working on, so that was a new version that I just started to draw out, a new composition. Um, and, I, and I just thought, well, I could put it in the show kind of un, unfinished because it's a raw state uh, and people can sort of see how the drawings influence the, the final pieces, how they come together, really. Um, because all of the work begins as very loose kind of sketches that I make in the street. And then that whole sort of organic process grows from there. The canvases, the, the, the people are moving around constantly, sort of trying to find their place. Some, some people come and go, you know, and they don't make the final cut. But, you know, generally speaking, I try and include all of the things that I saw if I can and try and find a way to create the composition to include all of the experiences that I took away from, from that particular moment. Um, you were saying uh, on the tour, which was very illuminating, uh, that you with, I think it was with the Arsenal uh, Emirates Stadium, the, yeah. the, adoration, the Adoration at the Emirates? Adoration at the Emirates, yeah, that's right. Um, that you went through, was it 32? Well, yeah, I don't know, draft, 30, draft 32, is probably not the yeah, word, Yeah, 32 it? different versions on the canvas. I mean, uh, is that typical? Uh, that's atypical, <laughs> really, because... Uh, or is untypical. Uh, because it, it, the work needed to change. In 2012, I'd, I'd had a, a really lovely show on, on, the, on the boat down on the river. Uh, lots of people, very... You know, it was a real, a real... I was giving so many talks about the work, and I, I left that... That, um, that, that particular event full of all these conversations that I'd had with people, very upbeat at the end of that year started eight new pieces of work and, and I, I think I think what I had was impatience really to get, to get done this work and I wasn't giving it enough time to breathe and the work enough time to change someone told me a lovely quote actually during that difficult time um, which was that, that there's no such thing as writer's block there's only writers in patience, and that's a uh, quote from Alan Garner. And it made so much sense because, you know, you tend to see these things as, as being blocked because you can't see the process at the time. And then all of a sudden, you know, you finally break through after eight months and you make the connections. Like for me, the connection with the adoration paintings, I realised that what I was painting were adoration paintings about my adoration for the city, my awe for the city. Um, and and once I'd made that connection, the work was able to kind of change and and uh, become stronger. I hope you know. So that was a time of of kind of growth, really. I mean, I don't really like that word particularly, but you know that that's it was it was a personal sort of um, development in my life, and and that that kind of made the, the, the all came together and affected the work really, uh, and I hope made it stronger.
a companion piece to the Arsenal uh, one. Yeah. Um, and also kind of a contrast is, uh, is it the Adoration at the Den? The Adoration at the Lion's Den, yeah. Um, I mean, again, you know, it's a, it's a kind of, uh, I mean, I'm not a religious person, but those paintings in the National Gallery mean so much to me and always have done compositionally, but also because of the spirit of the people in them. Um, and the Adoration at the Lion's Den, you know, it's my sort of mock of a religious title in a way, you know. Um, but, it's it's uh, it's it's it is it is a companion piece. It's very different because the adoration at the Emirates is all about the kind of grandeur of the Emirates Stadium and the, the money that, that the the club has and you know um, uh, or, or, or the industry of football has. Um, the Lions Den is, is is kind of more a painting. Although it's a painting about football fans and the football team and the, the history of that football team and the origins of it, because I've sort of included references to the. The beginnings of Millwall as uh, north of the river, um, as a as a as a factory club, um, but it's also a, about uh, community really and the sense of that community in in South London that I see, you know, every day and and uh, you know friends are in that painting, um, so it's it's kind of a celebration perhaps of of a um, of 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 that obsessional sort of nature of fandom and that belief that sense of belief that I was searching for myself in my own work because during that difficult time I lost my sense of belief in, in my own work really um, and th- this new work has kind of helped to reinforce that self-belief I think So the Adoration series is uh, ongoing then? It's an ongoing thing yeah I mean there would have been more work but you know it, it things didn't work and it took a lot of time to do but yeah I've got four or five different locations that I'd like to make work about. You can have the ideas and somehow it just doesn't happen. Um, but that's the intention, is to, is to kind of continue um, that, that series and continue to be inspired by that work. Those painters will never leave me. I mean, you know, to, to, to make a, a, a sort of crowded scene, which is what I do, that they're, they're the ultimate inspiration for, um, you know, for, for, for what I do, really, to, you know, structurally to pack all those people together and capture that spirit and energy um, you know the adoration of the, of the magi the paintings that, that, that really will, will help me do that you know going back to uh, your workspace that you've got uh, the uh, replica yeah. of your workspace yeah. you've got there's a quote there from William Shakespeare that it jumped out when I was uh, having a look uh, earlier and yeah. then you mentioned it in the talk uh, yeah. the people are the city yeah. and it must the balance you have to strike between, you know, you're talking about composition and you can see from the sketches on the wall there are things that take many incarnations yeah. of, like, uh, the composition of the shot, you know, yeah. uh, of the painting. Capturing the essence of the people, like you're saying, yeah. and getting it in, as well as the kind of technical work that's involved. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. is, that a, is that an ongoing battle? It is. Uh, I mean, I can do kind of both of those elements really well, in a way, because I, I can I can paint the... the the faces of the people and capture the spirit. I've been doing this so long now, you know, I mean, I, I don't find that particularly hard because I've got my sketches to inform me and I can paint the, the sort of structure of the city itself, the, the kind of bones of the buildings and, you know, all those details. I can do that really well too. Putting the two together, like you say, it, it is a very difficult thing to do really, to make it feel like it's a real space that, that exists, you know. So the version that you've seen that's sort of cut up around... That I photocopied and kind of cut up around the, 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 the canvas that's on display. That's the painting that, that was I w- was working on for a few weeks and, and just let go because 
structurally it didn't feel like a space that you could enter you could walk into you could be part of with those people climbing up the, the steps um so that that you know that um there's a very important balance between that the relationship of the two things that i'm trying to do really to reflect the the actual physical structure of the city and the emotional um you know uh, expressive kind of qualities of the people of the city yeah, I mean, playing with uh, perspective is a big part of your work, isn't it? Is. it? I mean, say yeah. on Blackfriars Bridge, you've got Unilever building yeah. on one side, yeah. and then sort of somehow in yeah. the same same image, you've got, uh, yeah. is it the Doggett's pub and yeah, the Oxo Tower, right. even yeah, where yeah, we are the now? Oxo Tower, yeah. And like the, uh, yeah. you did a painting in uh, for the 2010 World Cup, yeah. and I think it's probably the most extreme example where you can yeah. see the lines around the pitch, and it's a yeah. circle, isn't it? Yeah, Rather yeah, than it a is. rectangle. Yeah. Circles are really important to me. I mean, you know, visually, I think I think we do tend to see things, you know, with with kind of um, circular shapes. Really, uh, you know, there aren't all the straight edges that we imagine the, the world to be full of, and I and I just exaggerate that to try and fit in as much as I possibly can in, into the um, into the composition. But also because that kind of almost the space then co coextends into your own space. I hope so. You become a part of that painting. Um, and of course, yeah, I mean, it means I distort perspective and, you know, things perhaps takes a few seconds to kind of realise where you are on the bridge because the bridge is kind of curved and, um, you know, but but then I, I kind of hope that that, that that kind of leads you into the painting in a way. Um, it's kind of like I had a photographer a friend. My father was a sports writer and um, I, had a, I had a friend of his who was a great photographer, Russ Adams, American photographer, and he, he came to our house uh, one time in the, in the 1970s with a, with a um, one of those panoramic kind of fisheye yeah, right, cameras. Right. And as a kid, I was maybe seven or eight years old, and I remember looking at, at those pictures and just I'd never seen anything like that. You know, that kind of mm. that 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 way of seeing the world in this almost like a, a dreamlike kind of way. And I absolutely loved it. And you know, I guess something in that has fed through into into what I do now in a way. So before you were painting full-time essentially yeah. you were a teacher in Peckham I was yeah yeah in uh, St Thomas Apostle School in Hollydale Road oh yeah um, right, right yeah I was there for four years um I mean I yeah I, I'd always done bits and pieces of teaching I you know I, I uh, years ago I, I helped out in a youth club in Battersea doing the art room there and and I always knew that that it was something that I could probably do quite well because you know I had some skills there that you know kids really like because when they can see you drawing, there's a, there's a magic there that I remember seeing as a kid when I saw people who could draw. Um, and and then after a few years, after art college, you know, I'd done all kinds of different jobs and I was trying to sustain a studio and, and buy materials and I couldn't afford to do it. Um, and uh, I, worked at, I worked as a guard at the Natural History Museum for a while and then I painted in the evenings, but I kind of realised that I needed to, more time to do that. Um, so I... I uh, I carried on um, there until I got to the point where I thought, right, I need to do something different. So I trained to be a school teacher and uh, uh, taught in Cornwall for a little bit and then came back to London and, and got the job in Peckham. And it, and it was a part-time job so I could paint the rest of the time and, uh, and also justify what I do as well, you know, to, to kids who perhaps don't have that background of, of um, knowledge about art and experience of going to an art gallery. Um, you know, to pass on that the love of how I felt about art was a really that was a really exciting thing to do. 
Yeah, I mean, you can make the assumption sometimes, can't you, that because we're surrounded by galleries yeah. just like everywhere yeah. nowadays, even yeah. like say, like you say, St. Thomas the Apostle. Yeah. I mean, you could you go on the Nunhead Art Trail, yeah. or maybe I don't know if it was around back then, yeah. but uh, you kind of ignore the fact that people maybe never been in them, no, 15 I mean, year olds, say. You know, I think as as Londoners, you know, even as adults, we tend to sort of stick to to our own kind of patch in a way. You know, we might have the odd day trip here or there, but certainly as teenagers, you know, in in Peckham or some parts of South London, they're going to stick very much to their own kind of area because that's where they they feel they know people. You know, they feel safe, and you know, the idea of going up to Trafalgar Square, you know, it's like us going up to Scotland for the day. You know, it's like. Uh, it's just a million miles away. And the, and the notion that you can go into this grand building for free and look at this work for free and, you know, as taxpayers, their parents will be paying for, for that gallery. You know, the, all of that concept was totally foreign to, to some of them. Uh, so that, you know, that was a really very exciting thing to be involved in. It's a hard thing too, because it's hard to, to be a school teacher, but um, it was kind of the making, in a way, of what I do because it organised me. Um, and I wasn't very organised. <laughs> Whereabouts did you grow up? And did you grow uh, up going to galleries? I grew up in Putney. Uh, yeah, I mean, my father was a writer, so you know there was a there was a, and he had a love of Hogarth and Gilray and all the people that inspire me. I mean, he died when I was very young, but you know that that kind of that that love of that work, you know, the books that I remember him showing me, uh, even though I didn't understand those pictures, I, I knew there was a power to them, the prints that I was looking at. Um, and uh, and yeah, my mum would take me to galleries, and you know, I was pretty bored sometimes. But, you know, but uh, but equally, I knew that I could go back there. And as I got older, I knew that that was somewhere where I could go. You know, that was somewhere if you just had half an hour, you could just go and slip in there and slip out, and you know, and uh, and just 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 get a bit lost, you know, in this other world. Do you have a strong connection to Putney? Have you kind of? It's kind of gone now because my mum's no longer alive, so. I think these places never leave you, you know, I mean, I, I there wasn't really the, the sense of community that I found in the places that I, I live now, you know, have lived now, um, because I left there really when I was kind of 18, I guess, you know, so, um, but I, I'm very, you know, I, I know those streets so well, it's changed a lot, the, you know, I remember as a kid, the market in Putney, I used to love hanging out there. You know, it's a very different place now. It's you know, it's kind of quite unaffordable, really, and certainly to live there. Um, but I love the river, and I love being by the river there. In fact, I've, I've, one of the paintings for this show was a painting of uh, of the rowers down at the uh, um, on the river there, um, and uh, it didn't. It's still in the process of change, so it's not not ready. Um, but Putney, because uh, when you said Putney, it did occur to me that I don't think I've seen any no, paintings, uh, but this will be the kind of first, will it? Yeah, I think it probably would be. I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think I found it very difficult to, to, to well, it's not that I found it difficult. It's that there were so many other ideas in the places that I was living on my doorstep that I wanted to make work about. So Putney, I knew it would always be there, you know, so I just never got around to it, like so many parts of London, really. I haven't really done all that much work about West London yet. But the intentions are there, you know, I've got areas that I want to paint. Um, you went to uh, art college at Wimbledon. At Wimbledon, yeah, yeah. Um, so another part of South West London that uh, I haven't you've not painted, painted no, either. No, I mean, Tooting, I've got a couple of locations in, in Tooting. Um, yeah, well, live. Uh, I mean, a big part of your work is the kind of, uh, uh, I won't want to say clash, because that's probably yeah. the wrong word, but the kind of... Uh, 
all different communities and different ethnicities coming yeah. together yeah. Um, and coexisting. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's very true of Tootin, isn't it? More it so is. than Partney. Perhaps, but then I think I'm better at what I do now. And I think it's, in a way, that's an initial response to, to the city is to go to the place that's the most kind of like, uh, you know, there is that clash of colour and, and vibrancy and, and, and also, you know, gelling of people, um, you know, and uh, and it's somehow easier to make work about things that, yeah, are, right, that yeah. are more striking. But now I kind of think, actually, I could easily make work about Putney. You know, I, I know that I'm, there's a couple of locations that I would love to make work about. Um, and, and, there's, and because I now have my connections, like in a family sense, I'm, I'm no longer there. I think there's even more reason for me to go back and, and make that work. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. You know, that that's a, that's a plan. You know, I mean, like many of my plans, it's a long-term plan. But uh, you know, hopefully that will come to fruition at some point. So your book has uh, just come out, Rock of Eye, yeah. which is uh, also the name of the painting of uh, George yeah. the Taylor. Yeah, uh, Thread Needle Man. Yeah. Um, what's in the book? Well, it's uh, seven years' work, really. We did the last book, Glitter and Grime, in 2007, and uh, there's been a lot of work since then that I haven't really written about um, and told the story of. Uh, so during that seven years, my wife and I moved to Mexico and New York and we stayed in Tokyo for a bit. So all of that kind of trip that, that we made is in the book as well. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's also like um, a sketchbook in some ways because I've got my sketches around the, the paintings in the book. So I hope it, you know, it gives people a, a deeper understanding of, of what I'm trying to do, really. Not just painting London as a city, but you know, I, I kind of realised that it wasn't as difficult as I'd imagined to, to go to somewhere as vast as Mexico City and try and replicate what I do in London. Um, obviously there are issues because I, my Spanish isn't very good at all, uh, you know, so I, I can't use my ears to kind of soak up uh, you know the things that I'm hearing in the street as much as I do in, in London um, but uh, it was a lovely compliment when I had the the, the, the Mexican show at GX Gallery and, and a Mexican uh, man came in and, and he thought I was uh, Mexican so um, uh, you know so that was really nice to, to put someone from that country imagine that I was a Mexican artist so uh, <laughs> so um, yeah so that's that's the book really. Uh, it's it's kind of it's not up to date because I'm planning a new book about all the adoration work, um, but obviously it's not completed yet. So that'll take a bit of time. The Holdfast Network is home to South London Hardcore, Process, The Leftfield Shout, and Forward the Hamlet. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or search for Holdfast Network in iTunes.